Now that commission-free trading is the norm, it's time to rethink how we define value. Value is more than a price tag. It's the confidence of knowing you have a team of traders on standby to answer any question. It's Thinkorswim's charting and analysis tools, and it's a personalized education to fine-tune your skills. Value is becoming smarter with every commission-free online equity trade. Discover true value with TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Another episode of the Football Smack Talk Show. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Eric. Welcome back to the Super Bowl preview edition of the Football Smack Talk Show. 
Uh, it's one game left in the season, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and, you know, the best teams in football are going to go at it on Sunday and see who's going to get to hold that trophy at the end. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got to tell you, the season was, was rather quick. I think, yeah, it always, uh, yeah, it always is. I think, uh, you know, I hearken back to when we were, you know, I guess when the, the whole pandemic started, we thought football season was a million miles away and, and how here it is. We're still in a pandemic and the football season's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a little, it's a little sad, but you know, we're, we're going to talk about this game. It's Tom Brady, Mahomes, uh, the old guard versus the new guard. Um, initial yeah, thoughts. Really yeah, yeah. Initial thoughts. What, uh, what are you, what are you looking forward to on this game? Sit on right there, the battle of the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, that, that's what this game is about. That's what football is anymore. It's quarter, like it's a quarterback league, and you either have a quarterback or you're looking for one. And you saw what kind of difference it made for Tampa Bay. They didn't have a quarterback a year ago, and they were the laughing stock. In fact, I found it humorous that even after they signed Tom Brady, you had the memes out there. If you weren't with us when we were six and ten, don't be with us when we're seven and nine. Right. <laughs> right. Well, they have obviously, yeah, yeah, they've obviously proven people wrong, uh, myself included. I honestly didn't yeah, think it was it, it was going to make that much of a difference, but clearly it does, um, and that just goes to show you how great Tom Brady really is. And and believe me, that really pains me to say nice things about Tom Brady. Um, but yeah. I, I give it up to him, man. He is, is uh, one of, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. This is his 10th Super Bowl. Just think about that. His 10th yeah. Super Bowl. That's just mind-boggling. I mean, is there any other organization that has been in 10? You know, that's that's a good stat. I wish we had a stat guy right I now. Don't, to... I don't think there is. Like, the Patriots have now been in nine, and this is, you know, this is Tom Brady's 10th. So, I and I don't think there is one. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, they lost, what, two or three and have won five? Yeah, they're, they're pretty close. I would say, yeah. you know, uh, has Pittsburgh even lost the Super Bowl? Oh uh, yes, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so that's seven. Uh, it's 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 pretty uh, astonishing how how much he's been able to accomplish. And I think we all thought preseason. Well, we're gonna find out whether or not this is Brady or Bilicek, and who's the the better of the two. Right. And I think we all know what the answer is. You know, he yeah, had got a definitive answer, all right. Yeah, because you know the Patriots, granted, lost the most people due to opt outs. Uh, they've obviously dealt with some injuries, like like a lot of people, and and they've had Cam Newton, who clearly is is kind of past his ex- expiration date, but still wasn't able to put together uh, a decent season enough to to make the playoffs, much less, um, you know, yeah, make a run at the Super Bowl. So uh, I think you know this this answers that question. Um, I'm glad for the people of Tampa Bay, although you know quietly I still. Uh, you know, mourn back in the early 2000s uh, the pain that they have caused me. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not a very forgiving person by nature, so um, it's hard for me to let that grudge go. Even though there's literally nobody left in that organization, 
<laughs> from the uh, team that beat the Eagles in 2002. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've learned to be the bigger man um, on the outside. But, you know, inside, I'm, I'm it still hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, uh, I'm still very open about <laughs> my, uh, my displeasure, my, um, uh, gosh, what's the, I don't even know the right term for it, my uh, resentment, I guess, would be the good way to put it. Yeah, that is that is a good way of putting it. But, um, you know, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a nice uh, high-scoring game. Um, while the defenses on both sides certainly have their, um, you know, positives and I, I think can ultimately have a good game, uh, it's going to be shut. It's hard to shut down these two quarterbacks. So I'm I'm expecting, uh, you know, a game, you know, over 60 total, uh, in my opinion. Well, I'm hoping you're right because that's uh, <laughs> an area that I'm going to be placing some money at. So. Gotcha. Yeah, there's no shocker there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I'm having a, a quiet gathering, uh, a few people over, uh, to watch the game on the big screen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, obviously once the Super Bowl is over, you know, all attention gets focused onto free agency to the draft. Sure. And I got to tell you. I'm not trying to overlook the Super Bowl, but it, it, it is the off season in the NFL is my most favorite time of year. Well, I'll say the free agency and lead into the draft is like that is like there's no sport that comes close to that kind of excitement for their off season. No. And not not for me either. Um, right. you know, both of us are are draft nerds. Um, we like diving into the combine. Obviously, that's not really going to be too much of a thing at this point. Yeah, I'm but still a little bitter about that. Yeah, so we're going to have to kind of go the old-fashioned way, um, you know, review uh, some games, uh, some highlights, um, <clears throat> scour, you know, the Senior Bowl was just this past weekend. Um, yeah, and I jotted down a bunch of names of guys that I'm going to be looking up highlights. And typically, I, I do that anyway. When I watch the Senior Bowl, I typically just type down a lot of names because a lot of times those are the names that you know aren't the typical stuff. The Senior Bowl doesn't always have the premier guys, right? And, and I'd like to get more in depth, and so I find out more about the uh, the guys at the Senior Bowl. That's where I do a lot of the information on some of the guys I'd like to the Eagles to take in the second or third rounds. Yeah, no, definitely, and. I definitely think that you can definitely find those people in the third, fourth, fifth round that you probably didn't hear about. Uh, you know, obviously everybody hears about the top 15 guys. Um, you know, those, those are the big names here. And, and a lot of those usually don't show up to the senior bowl. So uh, it's a good chance to kind of find the, the diamond in the rough, the, the mid round guys uh, that may end up being on this Eagle squad, depending on, you know, how things shake out. So, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the next couple of months here for the NFL. Um, you know, the Super Bowl is just kind of one last game. Uh, you know, obviously the Eagles aren't in it. I don't have that stress. Yeah, the Eagles were in it. <laughs> like, there'd be a little bit of a different attitude. I'd be, I'd be pacing around right now. I'd probably be standing out doing this show. Uh, you know, I, I was I pretty. Show every night. Yeah, um, that too. Yeah. I was pretty amped. I'm not gonna lie. When uh, back in uh, 2018, so um, yeah, I still remember having the conversation with uh, my dad before 
you know, like the lead up into that Sunday, I said, Dad, what time should I be over on Sunday? He's like, I don't know, whatever you want. I'm like, no, Dad, seriously, you should tell me a time because I'll, I'll be there at like 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta start tailgating. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I'm going to be, you know, nice and relaxed and just kind of watch the game. I'm rooting for the Chiefs um, yeah. personally. Again, it's kind of that Tom Brady d- disdain that I have for him. Um, you know, he's already won plenty. Let let Mahomes, you know, win a second, kind of uh, get his legacy started. Um, Reed winning another one is is obviously a, a fun thing for Eagles fans. I hope anyway. It should be. Yeah. Uh, it should be. I think enough time has passed, and you know, we've won ours. He's won at his. You know, let's let's yeah. just be be good Eagles fans and root for Reed. Um, and Big Chuck, I have a financial interest in the Chiefs winning. Uh, the preseason before before the season started, DraftKings gave a uh, odds boost to pick somebody to win the Super Bowl, and I decided to take the Chiefs. Nice. And so if they win, I I win a substantial amount of money. Well, so so uh, if you don't mind, what is your wager, and how much are you going to win? Well, I mean, it, it's substantial in, in regards. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody is, it has different opinions on that. I right? And I get 54 bucks to take Okay. This is like 54 to 1. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll throw a dollar down. I mean, I would have thrown 10, personally. But. Well, the thing is, like, <sighs> beginning of the season, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I don't want to win. Like, $10 is my usual. Like, 10 or 20 is my usual bet. Unless, you know, I don't get crazy. But, but for a dollar, winning 50, 54 bucks, that's pretty darn good. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially for a team that was. Yeah, especially for a team that was expected to to at least be the, be there, and obviously are there. So um, yeah, so uh, what? I did the same thing with the restart with the NBA restart. I bet on the Lakers to win it. Oh hey, there you go. Look at you. Yeah. Maybe I should. Uh, this is this <laughs> no, is. You don't want to just follow. Me. I was gonna say this is this is like bizarro world. You're winning bets like this doesn't oh, seem no, right. Checked in during December. <laughs> Nice. Good job, buddy. That's the Eric I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, man, I was not popular. <laughs> yeah, that's why I keep all my bettings quiet. Well, you see, like, I got asked about it at one point. I never had said anything about the opening of the account. Then all of a sudden, like, one of the ads popped up. Eric, do you do this? I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Um, so, right now. You know, we have less than a week away until the Super Bowl. What's your score prediction? I want to I want to write it down so we can come back to this eventually. See how close we were. I'll say thirty-eight, thirty-one. Oh. Was that your score? <laughs> that was my exact score and winner. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Well, okay, so we know that's not happening. Yeah, clearly that's not freaking happening. I've got to change mine up. Um, well, you you're locked in, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-eight to thirty-one, Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, no, oh God, you really screwed me here. Uh, I'm gonna say, no, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say thirty-six to thirty-two, Chiefs. Random weird uh, score. Uh, yeah, super, super weird and random, but hey, I'm thinking a lot of weird field goals. Sure. 
missed some missed extra points. But it seems to happen in every Super Bowl. Right. That's um, hoping for that too. So, um, all right. Anthony checks in. Hey, what's going on, Anthony? It's been a while, bud. How are you? Uh, Anthony's going 33-30, Chiefs. Oh, you can give me a push. Yeah, he, 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 he pays. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to write that down, too, just so we have it. All right. Yeah, hey, anybody out there, let us know what your yeah, uh, thinking score-wise. All right, so let me write that down. Eric, Ryan, and Anthony. All right. So we'll, we'll come back to that uh, on uh, next Monday's edition of the show and see how horribly wrong we all were because, uh, obviously, that's I'll most likely. I'll be really impressed if you got the score right. Yeah, mine especially. But I will get ha- I will take half credit if it is 38-31 because I made it well known that that was what I was going with. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. All right. I, I will take it where I can get it. Uh, all right. So moving from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I want to talk birds. Not a crazy amount of bird. stuff. I uh, know, right? Uh, yeah, let's talk about bird watching. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, what's up, Anthony? Uh, glad you're back, bud. Uh, hope uh, you're doing well. Um, so, Nick Sirianni, we already talked about it. Got a couple coaches in hand, talked about it. Uh, we just learned today that Aaron Moorhead will be retained, which I'm very happy about. I liked him coming out last year. I thought he did a very good job with what he was given, given the the circumstances. And I think under Sirianni, he can do even better. Um, So I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, We also just um, we also just hired uh, our cornerbacks coach, uh, Jay uh, Valet. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was uh, previously with the University of Houston. Uh, before that, University of Texas. Um, so, nice, uh, yeah. So, not always is there a cornerbacks coach. Um, usually, the the D backs coach kind of encompasses yeah, the entire group. Um, but he will serve under uh, under the D backs coach, um, and uh, so that basically leaves us with three. Or I'm sorry, two. Uh, major positions left to be filled on this coaching staff. Uh, obviously, uh, Deuce Staley left for Detroit, so we are still looking for a running, running backs coach. Um, there are certainly a couple of uh, names out there. Uh, one I heard, uh, which I hadn't heard this name in a while, uh, was Cadillac Williams. Yeah. Good old, speaking of Tampa Bay, uh, right. Cadillac Williams was honestly one of my favorite. I loved that Tampa Bay running yeah. game back then uh, with with Cadillac, uh, with um, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, was one on that group? Uh, I know he was teammates with Ronnie teammates. Brown and for, for Auburn. Right. Um man it's it's gonna come to me uh i'll I'll keep thinking about it but anyway uh yes so cadillac uh williams um i believe uh last time we saw him um he was uh running backs coach in 2018 um or i'm sorry uh 2019 he was running backs coach for auburn 
So um, it looks like, um, again, if he were to come be the head coach here, or the head coach, the running backs coach here, um, you know, he would serve in the same role. Yeah, Anthony, I, I haven't heard uh, his name in probably a decade as well. I think, look, just looking at his stats, it looks like he finished his career in St. Louis, which I don't remember that, um, yeah. in 2011. Um, so it looks like, uh, yeah, he was with Tampa Bay, uh, 2005 and retired in 2000 after the 2011 season. So short lived career, unfortunately, uh, but coming yeah, out, I think it happens to a lot of running backs, especially that style where like they age really quick. Um, you know, you get in the league at say 22, 23, and then you're out by 30, 31. Yeah. Um, fun fact uh, about yeah. Cadillac Williams, his la- his best, um, I guess in that last season, his best performance, uh, he ran 91 yards on 19 carries. Can you guess who that was against? The Eagles? <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he was mostly Steven Jackson's backup in that season. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, I, I think just injuries overall just kind of played its uh played its part so um yeah sadly um but yeah that's that's a name to keep an eye on i know there's a couple other names that are floating around out there um we'll certainly um report that uh as soon as we hear something uh and if you see all the way down below uh make sure that you are following notoriety sports network on all of our social media at notoriety sports and on facebook at nsn philly uh, you will literally get uh, all news, all information. Um, I mean, it, it should be your number one source for all content regarding Philadelphia sports. So if you haven't, please sign You'll up. Find and like everything it. you need to know. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. We're growing like crazy. So, um, so yeah, so we have the running backs coach, as I mentioned. Um, a, another coach uh, is the linebacker coach which, um, uh, again, Ken uh, Flagioli, um, probably pronouncing that terribly too. Flagioli. Uh, um was the linebackers coach last year. Um, obviously didn't really have much because of talent-wise. Uh, and it seems like he is kind of just stepping away. It hasn't said he officially is retiring or anything. He's just kind of stepping I away. I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah, I don't want to work here anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, Anthony, I hope this new crew can keep us healthy uh, for next season. Yeah, I mean, that would be fantastic, right? That um, would certainly be helpful, yes. But um, and and who knows? Um, you know, hopefully these two hires kind of happen rather quickly, um, which would be, you know, hopefully by the end of the week would be would be yeah. nice. So that way we're not worrying about it. We can just go forward. Super Bowl happens, then we can start worrying about. You know, who's going to be here? Who's not going to be here? Um, and that actually leads me into some uh, rumors that have been floating around the past week or so uh, of who may be here, who may not. Um, and the one I, I want to address first and foremost is the um, uh, the Kelsey rumors. Uh, there had been a rumor put out, un- unconfirmed, um, that Jason Kelsey could be cut. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that's 
silly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you he's essentially been the number one center in football for years. And while, yeah, center isn't a premier spot, you're telling me that, you know, some team isn't going to, you know, maybe with a young center, isn't going to want to trade for Kelsey for, you know, a couple of years if, if again, the Eagles are, are trying to get rid of him due to salary reasons. Right. Uh, I, I don't think and, – and even then, I don't even know why they would trade him. I get you're, you're wanting to get rid of salary, but – I, personally, I think offensive line is the last place you want to cut. Yeah, you're not trying to cut corners. The number one priority is fixing Carson Wentz and, you know, making sure that you can, one, keep him healthy, and two, you know, give him a chance to, to win. You know, the last thing you're doing is getting rid of the best center in the game right now. That's just the Philly spot to go to as far as trying to save money. There are other spots. I mean, yeah, you just don't do that. No, it's it's a little silly. Um, but to say that he would be cut seems outlandish to that, me. That's outright ludicrous. Yeah. So there's that. Obviously now that Matthew Stafford uh, has been traded for Jared Goff and all of the Rams' remaining picks uh, forever and ever. Um, you know, that brings to light, obviously, the talks of Carson Wentz being traded, as it's, you know, going to. Uh, well, sure, any time a quarterback's on the move, that, that's going to naturally bring, because of the unrest in Philadelphia as regards to the quarterback position, right. it's going to spark conversation. Yeah, no doubt. And and especially considering Wentz and Goff have been tied at the hip due to their number one and number two uh, draft status. Um, I was certainly shocked when Goff got traded. Um, I don't believe that Matthew Stafford is really that much of an upgrade over Goff, especially not worth two firsts and, you know, some other picks. Uh, what was that, a third? Um, two firsts, a third this year, or was it a second this year and a third next year? I think it was a third this year and a second next year, maybe. It was, okay. it was something ridiculous. It was way too much. The Rams clearly hate first-round picks. Uh, their last pick actually was golf, and they're not going to have another one until, what, 2024? Yeah. So that's cool. A good old eight years between first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, if I was a Rams fan, that would really infuriate me. Well, yeah, and considering that now with golf being traded, you, ha- you hold the two highest uh, dead money cap hits in league history. Brandon uh, Cooks was the other when he got traded. Uh, both over $20 million. Um, insanity to me that you're having that much dead money, much less that close together, plus giving up all of your picks. I mean, I don't know how they're going to manage that cap-wise, considering that they're already paying a good amount of money to Aaron Donald. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and a few other uh, players. I, I just don't see it, and not that Stafford's necessarily cheap. No, <laughs> you know, Stafford's so. Not cheap. And look, I think he's. I think Stafford is an upgrade over Goff. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's We've just never seen Stafford in a uh, real quarterback-friendly system, especially not one as quarterback-friendly as this one. And so I think you're going to see him be better, and at least 
better than he was in Detroit, and I think better than Goff would have been. Yeah, I think he'll have a better uh, system around him with with mm-hmm. McVay and, and some of the weapons that they have for sure. Um, and so you might certainly see a, a new and improved uh, Matthew Stafford. But, again, I don't think it's worth that much to give up. I think the, the, you know, the Lions pulled one over on the Rams. And good for the Lions. They need all the help they can get. And I think golf is, is just fine. You know, especially if you go into the, the, the draft with, what, they, they have the pick right after us, number seven. You know, they could go ahead and, and you know, they could draft one of those wide receivers. You know, with Galladay and, and, and um, in fact, I think uh, three of their their top wide receivers are, are free agents. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have the not, nice young running back. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Swift, that may turn out to be something, but, you know, you're going to need him to throw the ball to somebody. So, you know, if they're not going to be able to retain those wide receivers, they may have to draft one in that number seven slot. This could be a situation where this trade really does do that whole well, both sides really win, right? Because the Rams, obviously, with what they've done and not having first-round picks for the next 100 years, they've decided they're in win-down mode. Yeah. And so you're not worried about the fact that Stafford's on the back end of his career. He's somebody who you look at and say, he's better at, the, at our biggest position of need. Yeah. But clearly, they were out on Jared Goff. Clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah, Anthony, definitely Detroit has way too many holes to fill. I agree. They should go best available regardless. Um, but yeah, but and like to my point, the Rams won their portion by saying, okay, we're in win-now mode. We've got a quarterback. We feel like he's an upgrade. We've got a good defense. We've got good weapons on offense. We've got a top-five offensive line. So we get Matt Stafford in this quarterback-friendly offense. And we're going to let him take a run at this for us. And whereas the Lions, the way they win this trade is they realize this is full rebuild mode. Well, their biggest asset was Matt Stafford. And they turn him into three first-round picks and another a third and a second. That, oh, and they got a quarterback to replace him in that – a younger quarterback to replace him. So right. I think this is a good deal for the Lions as well. It's probably the worst deal for Goff. Uh, you know, you go from you go from sunny LA playing into a brand new stadium, like top of the line, state of the art stadium to Detroit, cold and miserable Detroit. I, make sure you get a house right by the stadium, just because you don't want to get shot on your way to the stadium. Right? Uh, I mean, it's it's it's. I I just find that the funniest part about it. I feel bad for him, but and then again, yeah. no, no, I don't. Um, he's also making millions of dollars, so I don't feel that bad for him. Uh, well, I, mean, I feel bad for him in his financial situation. Nah. I feel bad for the fact that this is a guy who, you know, he went to college. Um, where did he go? He went to Cal, right? Did he? I think he's a I California guy. Yeah, it's really, yeah, I think, it, nah, man, it's escaping me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm usually be- yeah. much better at this. 
because I think I really feel like it was Cal, and then he, like he goes from there, nice spot, and like I've seen that campus, it's a pretty incredible campus. So then you know playing in you know Southern California. You're right. Okay. So then playing in Los Angeles in that nice new stadium to now you're in Detroit. Yeah, that sucks. Like, so, so to my point about all of this, um, you know, now the Carson Wentz rumors start again. Um, you know, India Indy has, has, you know, reportedly uh, are expected to be very, very interested, even though we've heard maybe a month ago that they were, you know, not even looking at Carson. Um, so, well, everybody's yeah, I mean, Right. I, I, right, and I wouldn't doubt that they made a run at, at Stafford, um, and and they may make a run at, at some other you know uh, uh, quarterbacks that may become available. But listen, I've said this from the jump. I like Carson. I, I I'm I, you know I'm not trying to be a Carson apologist because he played like shit last year. So I'll give you that. Uh, can't argue that. Do I think he's better than Hertz? Absolutely. Do I think he would be able to have success more than Hertz? Yes. That being said, if you could somehow get a good haul for Carson, I wouldn't be the most fit. I wouldn't be that upset, honestly. Right. Because now, I feel like you have Hertz. Get the other quarterbacks that you get in this deal, okay? Because like, if you were comparing it to the Detroit and LA deal. Yeah. But you got a similar haul to what the Lions Oh, oh my God, I drive Carson to the freaking airport. Right. <laughs> There's no way we're getting anywhere close to that haul. Um, but, you know, again, I think if, if you take, you know, if you take Carson, and honestly, if you can get a first-round pick, I'd be okay with that. Because I, I, I feel like there are probably two schools of thought when it comes to Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's probably two mindsets. One that's, you know, Carson played like shit last year. He's a bum. He's not a franchise. But I feel like there are people in other organizations making these decisions that feel like Carson Wentz can be fixed, is a franchise quarterback, and teams would love to have him. I truly well, believe that. And you've got one guy sitting across from you on the computer screen who would say that to you. That I believe Carson Wentz oh, is. Oh, Yeah. It's like that I think Carson Wentz is somebody who can be fixed. Yeah. I mean, listen, if he's going to Indy, honestly, I wouldn't even want picks. You give me, and this is never going to happen, you give me Nelson. Quentin Nelson and or Darius Leonard. Hell, I'll even throw a pick back to you if you give us both. That gives us the left guard, a big, big upgrade over Sayamalo. Well, yeah. You have Darius Leonard, who instantly becomes one of not only the best linebackers, but potentially the best defensive player on your team. And boom, you have two spots that are immediately upgraded. You draft a wide receiver or a corner in the first pick, and you're that much better defensively. See, to me, if you're doing that, the, the next move you have to do is move up in the draft to go get your quarterback. 
Because look, I- I'll tell you, it's always my way way of thinking. You either have a you either have a quarterback, or you got nothing in this league. I mean, I hear you. I think I think Hurts with this a full. A, this is a day and age where you can. I agree. Ball with Trent Dilfer. <laughs> I agree. I think Hurts would will be fine for a year or two until they find a quarterback. If that's if that's what's going on. Now, I wouldn't be upset if if the Eagles made a run at Deshaun Watson. Now, well, I'll tell you what, if the Eagles make a run at Deshaun Watson, uh, yes, absolutely. Like if you can get Deshaun Watson without giving up the 6 pick and get and and jettison one of those uh quarterbacks to to Houston, say let's say you're able to pull off a Carson Wentz deal for let's just say picks uh you know whatever you, you could a couple picks whatever use those picks send jalen hurts send zach hurts and you know if you need to throw in somebody else that's you know not that big of a deal to get deshaun watson i i say f- call that make that call I'm, listen, I understand we're not playing Madden here, and I understand that the likelihood of all of this is sure. less than zero. But I'm just saying, I mean, Howie is – I'll give Howie credit. Howie has shown that he has the ability to get what he wants, and it may not be in one move. He can do it in two or three moves, a la like what he did to get Carson. He did a couple of moves to get up to get that number two spot. And let's be honest. Fantasy GM, you might as well go all the way with the fantasy GM boss. I mean, I'm just saying it. It. I would explore it and say, hey, listen. Houston just came out and said we want two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, five hundred million dollars, and your best defensive players. Uh, not gonna happen. Uh, uh, but yeah, I would say, listen. Kick out of that, they put a price out there. They did, and th- and that yeah, means. That means they're going to be talking. So you call them up and you say, hey, listen, we don't have two defensive starters for you unless you consider Nate Geary a starter. Uh, (laughs) But what we do have is a replacement quarterback, a Pro Bowl record-breaking tight end, Mm -hmm. and plenty of picks. I, I I think that at least starts the conversation, doesn't it? Absolutely, I, I, yeah. How, how, I mean, listen, I understand Houston probably doesn't want to trade Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson wants to get the hell out of Houston. And, and Deshaun I, Watson is willing to force his way out of Houston. Yes, like, so, right, and it's a known thing. So when that's a known thing, the value drops. When you come out and you give some outlandish trade, you know, trade scenario of this is what we want, to me, that lowers what you get back. Mm-hmm. So you've already done two things that are lowering the value of Deshaun Watson. So that alone, I think, potentially could get the Eagles in the conversation if you're able to get rid of Carson and Jalen Hurts. Now, listen, if you want to trade Carson... Right. And again, if you, if you want... If you want to, you know, if Carson needs to go to to Houston, that's fine. Well, let's work on that deal, and Hurts can back up Deshaun Watson. 
I'm I'm fine with that. I just think Hertz has value to and you should utilize that to trade. And then sign some backup that could be serviceable. Oh yeah, you can find a you can find the serviceable backup. Right. <laughs> Anthony, the Astros cursed Houston. Uh, you might be right on that one. Yeah. They'll have to come up with a clever nickname for that curse in like a good twenty, thirty years. All right. Um, but listen, all I'm saying is, I if I was the Eagles, I would keep an open mind. I would keep your options open. What I don't want have to, what I really don't want to have happen is the Eagles to either sit at six or trade up and go after one of these quarterbacks. Unless, unless for whatever ungodly reason, um, Trevor Lawrence isn't drafted number one and he's sitting there at two. Well, Trevor Lawrence falls out of one, which I, I, I don't expect that at all, and I don't expect that the Jets would be like, yeah, you'd have to give me all your picks for the rest of your life. Um, I don't necessarily like any of those top quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, Zach Wilson, okay, he could be okay. Justin Fields has shown some flashes, but generally speaking, I think a lot of people are expecting him to Haskins it. Um, yeah, I really don't believe in any of these quarterbacks, uh, Sands, Trevor Lawrence. Right. So, you know, and there are a couple other names, you know, Mac Jones and, and all those. But, again, that, you would probably trade back for him. But Yeah, you're not even taking him at six. Now, so I, I get it, but you would only you should only do that unless you have either already completed or have deals in place for both of those quarterbacks if you're going to be going ahead and drafting one. Because, to me, that – tells me you don't know what the hell you're doing. And to me, that says, you know what? I don't believe in either of these two quarterbacks. I'm willing to suck for the next couple of years because even if you keep one of them and have this, you know, number six pick or whatever as the backup to learn, you're, you're in rebuilding mode. You might as well get rid of Fletcher Cox. You might as well get rid of, you know, Lane Johnson, Bra- uh, Brooks, Kelsey, Graham, even slight. You might as well get rid of them all. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if we're gonna, like, if we're gonna rebuild, I don't want to half-ass the rebuild. Yeah, you either go all in or you don't. That's why I, I always say this. Like, I'll at least admire what the uh, what the Rams are doing. They they've made it clear to you they are going for it. They're going in win now mode. Like, this is what their mode is. And the. The worst thing you can do is kind of be in that in-between. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Especially with the thinking, the way the Rams are going, or the way the Browns went a few years ago, when they were in complete tank mode and selling and getting, you know, acquiring assets. Yeah, getting the first, getting the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... they, they, It's like the NFL is full of teams with no direction that are just right there in the middle. Yeah. No, they they clearly did did it the right way. Uh, Baker is certainly, certainly coming into his his own. Uh, Ward, who they got with the fourth pick, is is a good defensive player. You know, a lot of people were, were bashing them for not taking Saquon. But Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I think that's yeah, working out for him. Yeah, so uh, listen, uh, I, I hear you, Anthony. We keep the sixth pick. We are drafting a flag football player from the CCP. I love it. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm I'm worried obviously about that six pick. Uh, sure. You know, as Anthony kind of alluded to, because while I feel like outside of quarterbacks, there are easily, you know, five or six players that I feel like are no brainers. And considering that, you may have three, potentially four quarterbacks taken before us, thus leaving only, you know, one other player getting off the board. Sure. Which I would assume Sewell won't make it to us because Miami or Cincinnati will should gladly. Yeah, you've got to believe Miami or Cincinnati takes right. Sewell. So. <clears throat> Either that or they're trading another pick. Right. So it's someone else, you know, might. But. Uh, regardless, um, you know, you have him, you have Jamar Chase, you have Devontae Smith, um, you have Jalen Waddell, who I personally would trade a little back for. Uh, you have you have Kyle Pitts, the tight end, who, again, I would trade a little back for. Um, you have two or three corners that are right up there in the top ten. Um, now, I will say, and I like the way some teams have done this, if you like someone – who maybe a lot of experts, like, say you're in the sixth spot and you like a guy that all the experts are projecting, ten. like, 9, 10, 11. Like, don't try to get cute and outsmart yourself. If that's your guy, like, take the ridicule and just draft your guy. Yeah, I, I hear you. And, and believe me, I think in the 20s that works out a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, again, if Howie is smart, if he likes one of those – you know, end of the top 10 kind of guys. And maybe you have two or three, you know, whether it's Sertan, whether it's JC Horn, whether it's uh, Parsons, whether it's Waddle, you know, trading to the 10, 11, 12 and grab whoever's kind of falling, picking up either an extra first or a second. Um, that's where you need a dance partner. I'm just saying. Well, I, I agree. You obviously need a dance partner, but I'm just saying, I hope that they're open up to that because what I would mm-hmm. really hate to see is then draft somebody where I'm like, well, shit, they could have gotten that guy five picks later. And every pick at that high of a position needs to be hit and needs to be good value. And yeah, I'm and worried look, about that. With this number six pick, and I've been waiting to say, it's, he's got to be, I always use the, I like to use this term, he's got to be jersey worthy. He's got to be the kind of guy when you make, when the Eagles make that pick, you think to yourself, I want to go get his jersey. Yeah, Anthony wants uh, Patrick Sertan at six. I'd be okay with that. Sure. Um, I th- I think the more and more I'm I'm looking at this, I think Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, clear one and two. Whether whatever yeah, way you have it, right. Waddle is a little step back, although I think could be a, a very good wide receiver. Um, you have Sertan, you have Horn. Um, as far as corners, there you know there might be a, a another. Uh, corner that kind of sneaks in um, here and there. Um, I'm trying to think of who. Uh, yeah, there's somebody, and I'm trying to remember his name now. That, that oh, I, Fairly, Fairly from Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, that's yeah. who it is. Um, so I think those are all like top ten, top twelve kind of mm-hmm. players. Um, you know, obviously, again, have, you say it's like your top two choices. Like my buying is. Devontae Smith and Jabbar Chase are my top two choices. If we get beyond that, I would love to see us move down a few slots and pick up some extra picks. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, you'll see the Eagles have taken in mock drafts 
Kyle Pitts, tight end. Mm-hmm. Again, depending on what we do with Ertz, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. It's a weapon. Uh, clearly, Carson likes tight end, so whatever. Um, you have Sewell, who I would you know love to fall because I would love to solidify that left tackle spot, considering that Lane Johnson's probably not got that many years, and at least you have a bookend on one side. Uh, right. Any of the two wide receivers, although it's funny because now I'm starting to see, um, I'm starting to see Devonte Smith drop a little bit. I've seen him as low as 16. I've seen oh, wow. Mike, Micah Parsons as low as 16. Um, so yeah, Micah Parsons pretty low. Yeah, so that's that's where I would like love to to drop down to 13, 14, and grab whichever one of those guys falls. Because from 14, 13 up to 6, that's going to easily let net you a future first. Oh, yeah. And maybe yeah, maybe more. If you come out of this and you get yourself a top 15 talent and you get an extra first for next year, like that's kind of hedging your bets. You're, you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, we feel like Carson can still be the guy. We're focused on fixing Carson. But we're also kind of also prepared for if that doesn't happen. Now we've got two firsts next year, and we're in position to where if we have to go full rebuild, we can commit to going full rebuild. Right. Agreed. If it does work, if Carson works out, then if you're sitting there next year saying, well, geez, we need to go get him some kind of weapon, you know, you can say, okay, well, we've got two first-rounders now next this year. We can either use one of them on – a weapon, or we can say we're trading that first round pick to go get a known coin. Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited because you know, I I think you know, outside of you know, some of the bigger names here, I just don't want them to be you know, something we're not expecting. How many times have we been there? And said, oh, hey, clearly. Has there ever been a year where we sat there and said, this is our pick in February, and that be the guy that we end up taking in April? No, I don't don't think that's ever happened. Because even when we got Carson Wentz, that was a little bit closer to the draft, or when we got the number two spot. Yeah. uh, Obviously, at that point, we assumed it was going to be Carson Wentz. Um, Sure. But, yeah, I'm just – I got to admit, I'm just a little – you know, I'm just a little concerned regarding, you know, how he's overthinking it. Not, you know, not making the smart choice. You have plenty of positions of need, so you don't need to, to reach. You could you could either get a corner, a wide receiver, a linebacker, uh, an offensive lineman, um, you know, Sewell. Because, again, I've seen some of the other names, uh, offensive well, linemen. Offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker, tight end, corner. Like, I mean, those are five positions of need. You have the sixth pick. You can get the top player at a position of need. Right. Because I always say that, like, the people who just say, oh, best player available, as much as that's a sexy thing to say, it's kind of irresponsible because look, if you're a team and you have a you have an elite quarterback, you're not going to draft a quarterback. Quarterback, you're not taking that quarterback. Right. It's not. And the same goes for any position, really. Right. You know, if you have an elite left tackle, you're not going to go draft another left tackle unless so, you're so, unless oh, you're the best player on our board. Right. Unless you're planning on unless you. Yeah. It's take the best player on the board at one of your positions of need. Right. Exactly. So. 
Well, uh, you know, we'll obviously we're going to have a, uh, a couple of off-season roundtables here uh, coming up. Uh, and yeah, what I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I'm excited because we're going to have some of the uh, some of the guys from the NSN Philly uh, with us. Uh, there, in fact, there's a brand new show. It's a, the Philly uh, the NSN Philly show uh, that's going to be starting up, uh, I believe, next Tuesday. Um, uh, so we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're, we're just kind of, uh, getting all the, uh, the logistics down, dotting our I's, crossing our T's. Uh, so we're going to be bringing that to you. Uh, we obviously just, uh, brought on the birds of, uh, Broad Street, uh, who had, had their first show last week. Oh, they've been strictly a, a podcast, audio podcast, uh, started, you know, during the pandemic. Uh, maybe have 40 episodes under their belt and went ahead and, and did the, did the video, uh, did their show. And honestly, it was, it was great. Visually, it looks awesome. It's like they've been doing it the whole time. So, uh, if you guys are starved for content, we got plenty coming, uh, not only on NSN Philly, but just notoriety sports in general. Uh, so we got more shows coming to you. Um, you know, obviously, you still have the Philly broadcast, which is now going to be on Fridays. Little little time change, yeah. Uh, so Fridays, uh, and then you, of course you have Mike Sports on Wednesdays, um, and then of course uh, you know this new NSN Philly show and uh, the Birds of Broad Street on Thursdays. So we're getting the whole lineup together. Um, and real quick, if anybody out there is, has ever wanted to do a show or a podcast. Or, you know, you're into creating some content or just being involved in, in, in NSN Philly, please reach out to me. Let me know. Uh, we could talk about what, you know, you might be able to do for us. So um, definitely either reach out, reach out to Eric, uh, have them reach out to me, whatever. Um, you know, we're, we're building the brand here. We're building the family. And, and NSN Philly is growing like freaking crazy. So jump on board. And, uh, yeah, we're here for the ride. So. Uh, all right, well, that's it for us. We'll talk more uh, Eagles and more drafts uh, as the weeks lead up. And we'll let you know when we're going to do some of those roundtables uh, so you can all join in. Uh, of course, uh, Eric, I got to ask you every episode, got anything to add? No. All right, I like it. Uh, you know, I will give you uh, – I'll, I'll start this now uh, because uh, why not? Uh, but I will give you either a trivia question or a fun fact of the day before we leave. Okay. Uh, let me get to, to my one here. Uh, all right. So, fun facts uh, for today. Uh, Pro Ho Football Hall of Fame defensive end Reggie White was named to seven consecutive Pro Bowls for the Eagles beginning with the 1986 season. I did not know there was seven in a row. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought – Five or six, I didn't realize seven. But yeah, I mean, that just shows just how awesome Reggie White was. To be that dominant at one position, uh, especially in kind of an era of dominating defensive ends, right? Uh, it says something uh, for sure. So, all right, folks. Well, that's it for us. Thank you, uh, everybody, for for chiming in, especially uh, Anthony. Uh, we do appreciate uh, all the comments and the love. Uh, please make sure you follow us not only on NSN Philly, uh, but on the Phillyverse and the Football Smack Talk Show 
uh, Facebook pages. You can check us out uh, at Notoriety Sports on Twitter and Instagram and at Philly underscore verse on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so check that out. Give us a like. Give us a follow uh, and share. And uh, other than that, we will see you guys next week uh, on another episode every Monday at 6 o'clock. So that's it for us. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Go Birds. Have a great Super Bowl. Be safe. Um, don't get caught out in the snow if you're in the local area. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll, uh, we'll see you. For, so for the Football Smack Talk Show, I am Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. Only 220 days to go. Well, I mean, we got the Super Bowl in six days, but then 220 days until football. Nice. All right. Start of the Eagle season. Got to love it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you next Monday. Talk about the Super Bowl. Have a good night. In a noisy, stressful world, quiet is the most valuable commodity. And the cabin of every Lincoln vehicle is designed with this principle in mind. Should you desire a little more melody, our available Revel Audio system will not disappoint. The very same engineering that makes for a whisper-quiet interior provides a studio-like setting in which to rock out to your music, finding harmony all around you. That's the power of sanctuary. And that's Lincoln. Revel and the Revel logo are trademarks of Harman International Industries, registered in the United States and other countries. Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.